At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's my guys in the desert on a Tuesday from the South Point Sportsbook in Las Vegas. I'm back in town with the winner, Wes Reynolds. And John Rahm is no longer in the discussion of best player never to win a major. Wes Reynolds, Brady Cannon, cash on the U.S. Open. We've got NBA, hockey, baseball, and a lot more to talk on uh, today's show. Randy McKay, professional sports better and uh, sharp hockey handicapper, joins us here in studio in about 45 minutes. And Johnny Avello of DraftKings. Uh, to tip off hour number two today. And, Wes, let's uh, start it with the NBA. Uh, we got a playoff game tonight. And the Phoenix Suns up 1-0 in the series. Favored of the L.A. Clippers. Obviously, the status of Chris Paul and Kawhi Leonard, a uh, big talking point in this series. Do the Clippers have the Suns right where they want them, down 0-1 in the series? If they followed the pattern that they have so far in these playoffs, then yes, absolutely. And you've seen the line drop, though. This was about six, five and a half this morning. I know Jonathan Von Tobel was talking about this on Follow the Money, was interested in that L.A. side if Marcus Morris was going to go. It looks like he is going to go, so he is probable. So that is one reason why the line has dropped. Another reason is that Chris Paul officially ruled out, even though we probably thought he wasn't going to go here tonight for game two. So that adjusts. And then also just the general zigzag principle of these NBA playoffs that have been absolutely topsy-turvy here. I don't think anybody had these group of teams as their final four, Clippers, Suns, Bucks, and Hawks. But nevertheless, here we are. So you've seen that drop on the side. From a side perspective, I don't know what to do with this game, Matt, because uh, the Suns, I think, have the most exploitable matchup of either of the two teams throughout the playoffs, and that's DeAndre Ayton against whoever the Clippers 
Bears have, which is not much in terms of defense from a size perspective. This is really where they miss Serge Ibaka. And they got to play Cousins, they got to play Zubac, or they go with that small ball lineup. So DeAndre Ayton should be able to get what he wants on that side. But so side, nothing for me, but I did like the, the under here and I did bet the under at 223 and a half still there in the market, right around there, 223, 222 and a half. How do you feel like the uh, Clippers have compensated for the loss of uh, Kawhi Leonard, who's obviously going to be out again tonight? I think they've done all right. I mean, we only have a two-game sample size, and it's basically been a different guy kind of step up every time. Of course, Terrence Mann with 39 big points on Friday night, and then it's always somebody new, so that's what always kind of confuses you a little bit in the prop market because I think a lot of betters like to play the stars like the Paul Georges and the Giannis's and whatnot, but keep in mind in those prop markets, everything is already baked into the cake. It's already taxed in, so you're never really going to get much of an advantage, so I usually look to play maybe the third or fourth option guys or some guys off the bench but with the Clippers you really don't know who's going to step up from a scoring standpoint one night it's going to be Terrence Mann one night it could be Marcus Morris game one it was Reggie Jackson with 24 to go along with playoff P's 34 points and then DeMarcus Cousins gave him 11 mostly in the first half so he gave him at least something on offense for what he gives up on defense so it's always you're kind of wondering who's going to fill in, but so far they've been able to get different guys really fill that role game in and game out. How about the Suns without Chris Paul, and uh, how does it change the way you look at the uh, total in a game like this? You said you played under 223.5. I did, and look, maybe Phoenix is going to probably go a little bit faster pace because I think when Paul gets back, he's a little bit more cool, calm, and collected, doesn't really rush the ball up the floor, not in a hurry necessarily to get him right into the offense. So maybe the pace is going to slow when he gets back, but certainly you just had really good shot making, I think, in game one, and that's why you saw 234 points, 120 to 114. Devin Booker with 40 points. Got to think that he's going to regress a little bit from that point total because, look, when I was in here with Brady Cannon this morning, on the Lombardi line right here on VSIN. We have the monitors here in our studio at the South Point. And of course, on one of the morning sports chat fest, uh, the headline was, is Devin Booker the next Kobe Bryant? Mm. And that's what I often like to do. And I think Devin Booker is, is very good. But that's what I often like to do is kind of play against the media a little bit. You can especially do that in the NFL. But what happens is you get a headline, and then that headline turns out completely wrong. So I got to think you're not going to get 40 out of Booker. Maybe if you want to attack that under from a points perspective, perhaps play the over assist because he is going to get a high usage rate, and he is going to have to distribute the ball a little bit if the Clippers run a double at him. Hey, I like Devin Booker a lot, but I'm not going to compare him to Kobe Bryant. Right. And uh, Jonathan Von Tobel was on the uh, Follow the Money show with Mitch Moss this morning, and he put out Clippers plus five and a half if Marcus Morris plays, and he is going to play tonight. We'll talk about that game a little bit more in the Hawks-Bucks series next. This is the My Guys in the Desert Show on a Tuesday from the South Point. Matt Humans and Wes Reynolds will be joined uh, later in this hour by Randy McKay, professional sports better and hockey handicapper. That's 2.45 p.m. Pacific. And uh, Johnny Avello in hour number two. We're going to talk a lot more NBA, but Wes, I want to uh, start with baseball. 
Uh, I left San Diego last night and did not stick around to see the Dodgers-Padres game. I did bet the Padres uh, last night with uh, you, Darvish, on the mound. He was outstanding. Darvish went six innings, struck out 11, and the Padres won the game 6-2 last night. And uh, the, the, the Padres are here to stay. So are the Dodgers and the Giants, obviously, in a great division race in the National League West. But the, uh, I was a little bit surprised that the Padres were not bigger favorites last night, considering Fernando Tatis did play. And you look at this Dodgers lineup right now, you've got no Cody Bellinger, no Corey Seager, and no Max Muncy. And uh, the Dodgers were just outgunned last night, and you Darvish was too good. Yeah, absolutely, because I think people thought, saw the Dodgers, hey, they're never underdogs, and they were getting, of course, the price last night against you, Darvish, and Padres very good uh, here to start out. Now they're kind of starting to get back in the race. Both these teams have had struggles, I mean, mainly due to injuries, Tatis being in and out of the lineup, of course, who you mentioned with the Dodgers out of the lineup. San Francisco still at the top of the heap, two games ahead in the NL West, and then we have the bottom feeders, as you can see on the screen. But, yeah, the Padres, look, they are absolutely absolutely here to stay and you Darvish is pitching well but what they need to do is have Blake Snell pitch a little <laughs> yes. bit better who is going on the bump tonight since he's arrived in San Diego a 572 ERA he's only going about four and a third innings a start the strikeout rate is still very good about 12 and a half per nine innings but the fact that he's not really going deep doesn't really give him that much of an advantage of what we're seeing you look at the at the Dodgers in terms of strikeouts a game they average about nine a game which is a little bit worse than what you would call the middle of the pack average MLB team who's averaging about 8.8. So you got to think that Blake Snell is going to get have his chance to get some punch outs last night, but he's only pitched five or more innings in two of his last eight starts. So Blake Snell is going to need to go deeper in the game. I think you don't want to overtax this bullpen, which the Padres, I think are getting a little bit close to doing early in the season. One Oh four, the take back right now is what I'm seeing on San Diego on the plus side. That's where I would lean. I do think Blake Snell is eventually going to get some positive regression. You look the five seventy two ERA, but three sixty three on the fielding independent pitching, pitching the XFIP, so about a two-run difference. So I think maybe you get the good Blake Snell tonight. I would lean to the Padres, have not bet it accordingly yet. Well, if though. you look at home road splits for pitchers, Blake Snell's got the uh, the most uh, ridiculous splits of uh, any pitcher probably. The Padres, believe it or not, are 0-8 in his road starts. 0-8 mm-hmm. in his road starts, 5-1 and in his home starts. And you talked about uh, how much better he's been at home as well, and really on the season, Blake Snow, I think, has been a uh, disappointment in general. He's got a, a whip of uh, 1.57, which is not going to cut up for a guy who's supposed to be uh, an ace type of pitcher on a staff. Snell does have good strikeout numbers, but the uh, the difference in home and road for Snell mm-hmm. has been obvious, and obviously the Padres need the good Snell to show up tonight. I bet the Padres minus 125 yesterday, and uh, right now the Dodgers are minus 115 right in that range uh, against uh, with Clayton Kershaw going against Blake Snell tonight, 7.5 the total at Petco Park. And I'll say this, Wes, uh, for the past uh, several days in San Diego, the scene's been electric. Mm-hmm. Uh, downtown, the fans are behind this team. Petco's been packed. 
uh, pretty much every night, and it's, it's been a great atmosphere for baseball. And I also think the Padres are catching the Dodgers at the right time with the three guys out of the lineup I talked about. And not only those guys being out of the lineup, but Dodgers don't exactly knock the cover off the ball right. against left-handed pitching. I think they're 19th in OPS, 12th highest strikeout rate against left-handed pitchers. So this is not exactly like the Astros or the White Sox against left-handed pitching. So Blake Snell, to your point, the home road split, that's certainly where I would lean this evening. All right, let's take a look at the uh, Braves-Mets game tonight. And a pretty good pitching matchup with Charlie Morton against Marcus Stroman. And you can find the Braves minus 108 here at the South Point, actually as high as uh, minus 115, minus 120 at some other books. I'm going to look at the Mets side, though, here. I think uh, the Mets have been so good at home, and Marcus Stroman, I think, rates a a pitching edge here against uh, Charlie Morton, another guy who's not been that great on the road. And uh, we'll see if uh, Stroman can pick up where Jacob DeGrom left off. Probably not. That's tough to match. But the Mets right now, uh, five games up on the Braves in the division. Uh, The Phillies in second in the National League East, four games back. That's a tight race at the top. But the Mets have been pretty solid at home. And Marcus Stroman, I think, has been – Better than solid this year. He's been really good, what we expected last year. Yeah, this is a little bit of a weird game because I kind of like the Braves in the first five, but the Mets for the full game, and I'll give you the reason why. Seven and two-thirds innings last time out. Shutout ball for Charlie Morton against the Cardinals. Only allowed three hits. Mm-hmm. Six and three, 403 RA, a little bit better on the x at 357. So he's starting to pitch a little bit better, but how deep is he going to go into the game? He's only gone five innings in just three of his last eight starts. So what that does is that taxes the bullpen on the other side for Marcus Stroman. The strikeouts are down this year in terms of he's just a little bit under eight strikeouts per nine innings. But in Marcus Stroman and the Metropolitan's favor is that they've got the best bullpen arguably in the league. If you look at the relievers just as a staff in general, 373 on the XFIP, that is tied for lowest in all of Major League Baseball with the Mets bullpen. That's averaging about 10 and a third strikeouts per nine innings. So you know, that's what you worry a little bit about with the Braves. I always felt that the bats were going to heat up as the weather got hotter. And now that we're getting into the thrux, the crux rather of summer, you're starting to see them hit a little bit better. So maybe Morton early on in the first five. I don't know if I'm going to bet it opposite here, but I certainly like the Mets for the full game. And so does the market. How about Jacob DeGrom? Let's look at these numbers courtesy of ESPN Stats and Info. 12 straight starts with one or zero earned runs allowed. That breaks the tie with Bob Gibson in 1968 for the longest streak within a single season since earned runs became official. And uh, DeGrom has not allowed a run in his last 30 innings pitched. Uh, Just remarkable what this guy's doing. Uh, Remarkable is not even a good enough adjective. Yeah, you don't need to be have a PhD in advanced baseball analytics to realize that if you break a record that Bob Gibson had, <laughs> no you're pretty damn good. And Jacob DeGrom looks like he is well on his way to an NL Cy Young, assuming he can stay healthy. He's had to leave early in a couple starts. Of course, had to go have that rehab start down in Point St. Lucie about a month, month and a half ago. So it's all about health from this standpoint. But the guy looks absolutely untouchable right you know, now. Amal Shaw asked me this yesterday. He was hosting the show with uh, Vinny, who do you uh, favor for MVP right now in the National League? I say, I in my book, I give 
Fernando Tatis, a slight edge over Jacob deGrom. Tatis has missed about 20 games. He's got 22 home runs. Mm-hmm. It's sick what that guy's done after a slow start to the season. Yeah, without without question. Right. Uh, so that, that'd probably be where I'd look. But I do think Jacob deGrom, if you have some MVP tickets on this guy, I think yeah. you are very much alive. You're alive, no doubt about it, as long as you got to have him stay healthy. Yeah, look at that gap right there. deGrom, Tatis, Acuna, basically the top three. I know you were very high on Acuna. who's had a very yeah. good season down there in Atlanta. Nick Castellanos has had a real good season for Cincinnati, but that Cincinnati team is really treading water at about 500, but he has certainly had a great season. It's going to be uh, very difficult for him to uh, leap over those three. Yeah. DeGrom, once again, bet MGM put up the NL MVP odds. The adjusted odds have uh, DeGrom plus 190, slight favorite over Tatis, who's 2-1, to one, and then uh, Ronald Acuna of the Braves at uh, plus 375. All right, let's look at the uh, Indians-Cubs game tonight. And uh, I played the Indians last night. Wes, I cannot understand the line. Uh, You're getting plus 140 on the Indians yesterday Mm -hmm. with Aaron Savali on the mound, who I thought you had a pitching edge. You got two teams who are about even. You got plus 140 with the Indians. Uh, That number dropped a little bit by game time here at the South Point. The Cubs Cubs closed minus 136. Indians at plus 126. Uh, One of the sharpest, sharpest... Betting groups I know were all over the Cubs yesterday. I didn't let that scare me off the Indians' side. Uh, and I just still can't figure out why they like the Cubs so much. But anyway, the Indians won that game 4 nothing last night at Wrigley. Yeah, they certainly did. And, uh, you know, the Cubs kind of coming a little bit back to earth. I still think in very good position there in the NL Central. But lost 3 of 4 last week to the Mets. And... You know, I've kind of been just kind of going along a little bit. I think their hot start has been much more than I certainly thought it was going to be. I Before the season, I thought these guys might be right around 500, give or take a couple games at the All-Star break, and these guys could be sellers because I believe you have Baez and Bryant and a couple other guys as free agents. So it's like maybe they're going to be sellers. They are not going to be sellers this year. You know, I'm not sure how you feel about it, but I, when uh, the betting market in baseball – is moving against me. Let's say I like the other mm-hmm. side, the, the the opposite side that's getting money. I don't even care anymore. Right. Uh, the betting market moves have been wrong so many times. We've seen money come in on a team as dismal as the Diamondbacks on a consistent basis. Yeah, and to an example, this was one that benefited me over the weekend. The Reds got all of the money when Tatis was ruled out of the lineup on Sunday. And it was Gutierrez against Miguel Diaz. And I think the, the Padres were like a $1.50, $1.55 favorite on the open. Then Tatis was ruled out. And then that goes ahead and it gets down to like minus 125. And it's like... That's where you know you got to buy in here. It's just looking at buy standpoints. It's like, is this worth the 30-cent drop here? And then when you look at the line moves, even if you haven't bet a game yet, look and see, okay, why is this line moving this way? Is, and, and is it this guy out of the lineup or – you know, a sharp group's kind of looking at a metrics. Maybe they see a big XFIP ERA difference. So just always try to find the why here mm-hmm. because sometimes it doesn't work out that way. And you can either, you either want to be with the steam or you want to be against the steam at the apex. And clearly you were on that Indians game last night. Yeah, we got more baseball to talk about in the show. A couple games I like tonight. We'll get the best bets in hour number two. Back to the NBA West and at the Westgate Superbook. The Bucks are minus 500 over the Hawks in the Eastern Conference Final Series. Uh, take back on the Hawks, 4-1 to one odds. 
What's Charles Barkley's prediction for the series? Yeah, that's what's making me want to go opposite of it because I believe he said Milwaukee in a sweep. And Bucks and four. That's Chuck's pick. Yeah, Bucks it's and almost four. like they're just dismissing the Atlanta Hawks yeah. here. Like they have absolutely no chance. The Atlanta Hawks are kind of like what the Montreal Canadiens are in the Stanley Cup playoffs right now. They are playing with absolute house money. They have an interim coach in Nate McMillan who got sent packing in Indiana or parting of the ways, I guess, is how they're talking about coaching changes now in the NBA. But nevertheless, he took over for Lloyd Pierce in March after he was shown the door, and he's got this team in the Eastern Conference Finals. And it doesn't matter what the stats are of the fact that, oh, these stats just look so ugly. Trey Young had his worst game in the playoffs, and they still go win Game 7 on the road in Philadelphia. And I think what happens, and this is where kind of the media can shape a little bit of the betting public's perspective, is that... All of the talk of that Hawks Sixers series has been what Philadelphia didn't do, how bad Ben Simmons was, how bad Doc Rivers was, that Embiid didn't climb up in the clutch, et cetera, et cetera. And nobody's giving credit to the Atlanta Hawks, and I think that kind of suits them just fine. It's like, okay, we'll play the disrespect card, and we're the uninvited guests of the party. You're starting to see seven and a half here in game one, and that looks awful high to me for the Milwaukee Bucks to be late. It's all set up for Milwaukee here, and I do think they win the series, but to give Atlanta and no chance, I think, is absolutely absurd. This is a Milwaukee team. I know uh, Aaron Rennie will say this oftentimes here on VEASAN, and I totally agree with them. If that team is coached by Mike Budenholzer, which apparently it's going to be here in these finals, <laughs> then that other team has an absolute chance, a chance to win. It's kind of like Bob Knight said about Dale Brown many years ago when Indiana trailed LSU big in a yeah. game. He said, I looked down and saw Dale Brown on the other bench. Knew and we I, were good. I, I knew we still had a chance. <laughs> <laughs> I knew we could win the game. Anyway, the Bucks open as uh, seven-point favorites in most spots over the Hawks in game one tomorrow night. Talked about the collapse of the Sixers. And uh, talked about this a little bit with them all and Vinny yesterday. Let's, uh, let's dig into the Sixers' failures just a little bit and hear from Charles Barkley on the NBA on TNT. I can't go to him with the game on the line. I, I don't even have him in the game. I, I, he didn't want to throw the kid on the bus. He said it doesn't matter. We sit here. We're basketball guys. We know basketball. You can't have a guy on the court who's afraid to shoot the basketball. Yeah, a lot of people are going to bang Ben Simmons for uh, his shortcomings. Matisse Thybul shouldn't be fouling a three-point shooter. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joel Embiid spins into the lane, loses the ball at a critical juncture in the game. Doc Rivers makes all the wrong moves. There's a lot of blame to go around in Philadelphia. And Seth Curry, who had been so good. Now, he's down the list, I think, on the blame because I think he was very good in this playoffs. But in Game 7, Kevin Herter absolutely cooked him, Mm -hmm. really, on both sides of the ball. Kevin Herter holds him to, I believe, 15 points. Kevin Herter, 27 points. And I was saying, okay, for Atlanta to have a chance here in Game 7, they got to have somebody besides Trey young step up because one game it's been Bogdanovich and then he's absent for three or four games or it's Gallinari. It was Kevin Herter that absolutely carried this team and he is the reason why they are in the East finals here. So what do you do if uh, you're Philly? Uh, we talked about trust the process for years. We're at the point now though. You've, you've got to get over the hump and 
Ben Simmons has got a, an albatross right. of a contract. Right. If you want to trade him, what sort of changes would you look to make? I think you kind of have to. And I don't want to say that Ben Simmons is the sole reason because he is not. However, there was an article I read, and I forgot who the author was, so forgive me. But on FoxSports.com, there was kind of an insider article about how this worked in terms of Simmons' shooting coach now being his brother, who's coaching at a lower-level university. Jim O'Brien, the former Pacers coach, was basically kind of a consultant to Brett Brown, the previous coach, and he asked in a staff meeting, give me one area where Ben Simmons has improved his game, and the coach's room was absolutely silent. So I just, I think they probably reached the point of no return. There's going to be changes in the city of brotherly love for sure. Is he a better defensive player? He is a better defensive player, but uh, I think from an offensive standpoint, yeah. he obviously has not developed at all. Ben Simmons has a shooting coach? Hey, believe it or not, Xander Shoffley has a putting coach. Right. We're going to talk to U.S. Open later. Hockey up next. There's a big game in Vegas tonight. This is My Guys in the Desert. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, this is v the Sports Betting Network from the OddsTrader.com studio at South Point Casino. OddsTrader.com. Download the free OddsTrader app right now. Start winning with up to the second info 
you need. Real-time bet tracking, live in-game odds and stats, visit oddstrader.com. So much for the defensive grinding New York Islanders last mm-hmm. night. Uh, they got blitzed 8 nothing by the Tampa Bay Lightning. Lightning st- <laughs> strikes fast and uh, furious last night. How do you feel like the Islanders bounce back, if so, in this series, Wes, after uh, after uh, taking a lopsided loss last night in Tampa? Yeah, and uh, you had a feeling at least one game this series that Tampa Bay was going to break out offensively. I didn't think it was going to be to the tune of 8 to nothing, but... When you get these guys on the power play and you get one of your guys in the box early on, you're going to be hurting, and that's what happened to the Islanders. Tampa Bay eventually went three of six. Islanders had done a nice job of keeping Tampa at bay, really, on the power play, and if you really look at the metrics, they've been pretty even in this series in terms of high danger chances, expected goals, et cetera, et cetera. Not even anymore after an 8 nothing win. That's going to obviously skew the stats, and I was kind of looking to bet the Islanders and see if I could get it maybe plus 150 in game six or above. I think 145 is the high watermark here at the South Point, but now you're starting to see money on the Islanders. And we were talking with uh, our buddy Gam Lou, Lou Finnecaro, earlier on Lombardi line. He's like, look, now I don't think the money's going to go that way. I think it's going to go on the Islanders because now the backs are against the wall here in game six. Home ice advantage here in Nassau Coliseum. They've been very good at home throughout the playoffs. But you kind of saw the game before last night. Tampa Bay really won playing the Islanders game on Saturday night. They won playing this, you know, defensive style, not a lot of shots, getting outplayed in terms of the stats, but somehow steal a win two to one. So if I can't get the Islanders at 150 or more in game six, this is probably one I leave alone. All right, we'll see Barry Trotz team's answers. That game is tomorrow night in New York, and the Islanders right now at the South Point, plus 145. Yeah, that's the best you're going to yeah. get out there right now because I'm starting to see some $1.35s, $1.33s in some faraway places. So the eye is getting the money here early. Lightning up to minus 770 on the series price yeah. to advance to the Stanley Cup final against either the Montreal Canadiens or... Vegas Golden Knights, and uh, the Golden Knights uh, pulled out a win they had to have in Game 4, Wes. And uh, now the Golden Knights come home tonight. South Point's got Vegas minus 250, total of 5 over minus 135 tonight. And uh, is it going to be Marc-Andre Fleury and goal for the Golden Knights? I believe it is. I don't know if that has been confirmed. I'm actually checking that as we speak of Marc-Andre Fleury, and it is Marc-Andre Fleury back in net. And look, I thought Robin Leonard did a solid job. He played really well. On Sunday yeah. night, and I think uh, he's not getting his flowers in terms, in terms of how well he did. He absolutely kept him in the game because if you watch that Sunday game in full, the Vegas Golden Knights got outplayed. Big time. I think they, I believe uh, it was tweeted out. I think our buddy Adam Hill actually uh, put this out there. It was 17 to nothing high danger chances in favor of the Canadians. The Vegas Golden Knights didn't have one high danger chance in regulation. That's very hard to do. I know I'm new to hockey analytics, but I was like, that's hard to do. Now, they did get two of them in overtime, and one of them got in the back of the net, the game winner from uh, Nicholas Waugh. So now it's two to two. Canadians are getting the money here, at least on the open, and I think that's from a lot of the analytic guys because they're seeing expected goals five on five favor Montreal high danger goals and high danger chances and conversion rate all these numbers favor Montreal and the fact that VGK is only oh is just oh of 11 I say just oh of 11 oh of 11 here on the power play here in this entire series so haven't been able to capitalize with the man advantage so I understand why Montreal is getting the money here 
That said, I think now this is the time where the Vegas Golden Knights and Pete DeBoer is going to tell his guys, hey, we stole one here, fellas. And they're going to know that they stole one in Montreal in game four. So now it's like, okay, let's start to put this series on ice here. So I'm waiting to see if this is going to drop a little bit. I usually don't lay puck line, Matt. I'm very tempted to. Maybe our guest Randy McKay here at the final segment of the hour can talk me out of that. The adjusted series price at the Westgate Superbook Knights, minus 340, Canadians plus 280. Uh, I bet the Canadians before the series was. Mm-hmm. not a big bet. At $4, yep. Plus $4. Did you play it too? I played it small. Yeah. I, I was just like, you know what, this is still too big here because, you, like I said, uh, with the Atlanta Hawks, Montreal is playing with house money here. Nobody yeah. expects them to. I lost game one when I played them on the first period, but I think now that they've experienced this crowd here at the Fortress, they're not going to be intimidated. It might have been a culture shock here because they've been playing in morgues, basically, in Canada all season with hardly any spectators, but I think now that they're going to be used to that, so that's not going to be a factor at all tonight. Puck drops at 6.08 p.m. tonight on the Las Vegas Strip. Uh, Game 5, Montreal and Vegas. We'll talk more hockey with Randy McKay here in about 15 minutes. Up next, we'll recap the U.S. Open and our betting results on My Guys in the Desert. NHL and NBA playoffs are here, and our experts are covering every angle to find the betting edges. Our VSIN hockey expert is tracking all the NHL action, and our senior NBA analyst, Jonathan Von Tobel, has all the hoops insights. Our experts and the entire VSIN team give you all the tools to make the most of every bet on the playoffs, including odds and analysis for every game on vsin.com and our daily members only best bet emails, which you definitely want to get. Now is the time to cash in on the playoffs. Sign up for your 10-day free trial at vcin.com slash subscribe. Wes uh, spent the weekend at Torrey Pines in San Diego and uh, it turned out okay for me. Not a great betting event, but it turned out really well for you and Brady Cannon. You guys had John Rahm, who's no longer the best player never to win a major. The Longshots crew adds another outright winner, Wes and Brady on Rahm at around, what'd you get him at, 12 to 1? Yeah, yeah. I actually got him at 11 to 1. But look, I thought that he was kind of tailor made for this place. It's easy to say now, being that he had to come from behind. But if you really look, and I know you guys oh, he were was watching the ultimate him. horse for the course. Yeah, yeah, and he really. You know, victory often favors the guy that makes the fewest mistakes, and really he made the fewest mistakes on Sunday. He had that double on 14 on Saturday. That was really his only big mistake of the weekend. Now, he got lucky, I believe, on that par 5 on the back 9 where he was perilously close to being out of bounds. Mm -hmm. And actually, I'm watching because Brady Cannon and I are doing Green Zone on Sunday, and I'm watching my Twitter feed as I'm watching the screen and, and everything. And they're like, oh, out of bounds, out of bounds. And I was like, no, it's saying second shot here, but he was very close, but nevertheless took his medicine, made his par, and then that's what you do. It's kind of like you get in position to be in position. 
And that's what John Rahm did, where it's like all of a sudden, okay, he got that break, and that break is going to prove, and I said it on the air, that's going to prove to be vital in terms of deciding this tournament. And then John Rahm went like Tom Watson in 1982 at Pebble Beach, where he birdied the 71st and the 72nd hole, and then Louis Ustazen kind of ruined his chances on 17, driving the ball out of bounds and taking a penalty. Ustazen, another runner-up in a major that is now six for his career. All right, so John Rahm, who got his first PGA Tour win at Torrey Pines in mm-hmm. 2017, also had a runner-up there two years ago. And he's um, probably been, what, the, him and Dustin Johnson, maybe you can throw JT in there, too, in the conversation. But you can argue, I don't know if he's the best, but I don't know if anybody's better for John Rahm. If you take the last five years, mm-hmm. he might be the best player in the world. He's won 13 times now in four and a half years. No, I think you have to win a major to uh, yeah. be placed at but the But no longer the uh, money yeah. pit in the major, as I've referred him to be. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of guys who've uh, been playing John Rahm consistently. You finally got that bet to pay off in the U.S. Open over the weekend. Rahm just, I, you know, I've talked about this a lot. I think driving distance is the most overrated mm-hmm. stat in golf handicapping. It's, mm-hmm. it's more about driving accuracy, fairways and greens. you got to scramble around Approach the Approach every single Approach, week. Right? And putting is enormous. And John Rahm hit major clutch putts on 17 and 18, and that was the difference. Mm-hmm. I watched... Uh, Xander Shoffley the entire week, and the guy couldn't make a putt outside five feet. In fact, I watched him miss five putts inside Who's five feet. Who's usually a pretty solid putter, I think, by yeah, and large for his career. Right but Yeah, he didn't make it. And, and oftentimes we kind of look at those putting stats because it's hard to quantify. Putting, I think, is the hardest thing to quantify in handicap because it's the one that has the most variance. Usually the approach, the driving accuracy, all that stuff usually stays true to form. But... You know, John Rahm, there's something to be said for not just looking blindly at putting stats. It's when you make the putts. Mm -hmm. And he makes them in the clutch situation. Remember that BMW championship last year in that playoff where he had that, like, 60-foot double breaker to beat Dustin Johnson at that playoff. Phenomenal putt. Yeah, he's able to make the big putts when he needs them. And I think now this gives him the confidence going forward. This is not his last major championship by any stretch. Uh, okay, so John Rahm hits the big putts down the stretch. Bryson DeChambeau uh, just uh, had a meltdown. Mm-hmm. The DeChambeau debacle was spectacular to witness on the back nine Sunday afternoon. I had Bryson, or excuse me, I had Brooks over Bryson in a matchup, <laughs> and Brooks Kepka comes from behind on Sunday to beat Bryson DeChambeau. Those guys were on the cover of our Point Spread Weekly magazine mm-hmm. last week, mm-hmm. and Brooks comes out on top. Uh, that helped me quite a bit. That was uh, my biggest matchup play. That was my one loser on the matchups oh, last you had week. DeChambeau. I did have Bryson DeChambeau in that matchup, and uh, we were going to go 5-0 and and get the future. So, look, uh, you know, we talk you about the future all win, but, but yeah, yeah, you can't get greedy. Bryson DeChambeau, eight over in his last eight holes, and I was talking about that on the air right here on VEASAN on Monday, and people were asking me about DeChambeau. What really surprised me is for a guy that's seemingly so cerebral and whatnot, he broke mentally. Mental he meltdown. Absolutely man. broke. And you saw these other guys. You saw Rom fighting. You saw Louis Ustazen grinding. You saw Rory even grinding. All these guys were grinding. And the first sign of adversity for Bryson DeChambeau here in this moment when he led going to the 11th tee at 500 bar, first sign of adversity, and he just absolutely fell apart. He certainly did. Jeff Davis, golf odds maker at Circus Sports, tweeted Bryson, yes, to finish top 20 is up there with the worst ever. In terms of beats, leading the tournament, standing on the 10th tee, and just needed to shoot a 43 on the back to cash. And uh, so, DeChambeau 
a spectacular collapse. Matt, we saw a picture just flash here as that you were on television and gotten some background shots at the U.S. Open. Uh, and I was wondering when you and when you and Aaron Renning were out there and you were following, or you're not following, but you were on a hole for Patrick Reed and Sergio Garcia, your two favorite guys in a group. And I was wondering if you were pulling the old Happy Gilmore, the... You know, Wes, I'm a, I'm a professional. I'm not going to heckle the players. I'm not going to heckle the players from the stands. We got some pictures. I sent a, a few in today. Shooter McGavin didn't hire you to heckle anybody Tom out Collins there. Tom Collins shot that picture of me in the background of uh, Billy Horschel. Billy Ho was complaining about the grass after he hit a poor chip shot. He was whining. It was uh, pretty pathetic What to did watch. you think of the course, by the way? A lot of complaints about that course, and I think some valid, but we ended up with a pretty good championship. I thought the course was fine. I thought it was in great shape. Phil Mickelson was very complimentary of the course, too. He's been critical of some U.S. Open, USGA setups mm-hmm. in the past, but he looked. Uh, I thought, in general, the golf was kind of dull until the back nine yeah. on Sunday. Yeah, and but. I think, you know, it played fair, I thought, but, I mean, I agree with the criticisms of in terms of lacking imagination a little bit. Well, there's not a lot of water on the course. Yeah, it's, it's a seaside course with no water. It's on the coastline, and it's a very picturesque course. There's only one hole where water comes into play, and that's mm-hmm. the 18th. Mm-hmm. Do we have the picture of Sergio and Fat Pat? No, we don't have that? You didn't put that in? Okay. We'll have that tonight on the Follow the Money show. I got a picture of the group of death. <laughs> the group um, of death. Sergio and Patrick Reed came to the 11th hole and were sitting in the grandstands behind the hole. And Sergio was whining after he hit a poor chip shot, and they both bogeyed the hole. And that was one of the highlights of the tournament for me, Wes, was what Sergio and Fat Pat each bogeyed the 11th <laughs> hole. on Sa- That was Saturday, I believe. That major trip, Matt, out no, to San Diego. Make, well, well amongst other trip. things. Colin Morikawa, top 10. Shoffley, top 10. Brooks over Bryson. That helped make the trip. But congrats to you and Wes. Wes, you and Brady Cannon for hitting the winner, John Rom. We'll take a look at British Open Futures and more hockey next up on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Live from the OddsTrader.com studio at South Point Casino, OddsTrader.com. Download the free OddsTrader app right now. Start winning with up to the second info you need. In-game tracking tools, real-time bet tracking, all sorts of features available at OddsTrader.com. Wes, we got a final in college baseball, the College World Series. Texas takes down Tennessee 8-4. to and the Volunteers have been sent packing from Omaha. Yes, they have, and Texas obviously stays alive. That was an elimination game this morning. Tonight at about 7 o'clock Eastern time, so about an hour 15 from now in Omaha, Virginia, Mississippi State, two very good pitching pitchers there in that first game, and we'll see if they can keep it going. Stanford-Vanderbilt, an elimination game tomorrow morning, and now Texas will wait to see who they will play out of this game. So this is from ESPN Stats and Info. North Carolina State Baseball, the first team to beat both the number one national seed, which was Arkansas, and the defending national champ, Vanderbilt, in a single NCAA tournament since seeding began in 19... 19- 99. Didn't NC State get beat by Arkansas 21 to 2? They did. And now NC State, I believe, 25 and 5. I might be off by a game in terms of their last 30 games. They started their season way back when at 1 and 8, NC State. And now they've knocked out number one in the Super Regionals, Arkansas. And now they already have two wins. They've knocked off Vanderbilt and they also knocked off Stanford. All right, and uh, we got a game tonight in the College World Series. Do you have a play on it, Wes? Would lean a little bit Mississippi State because Andrew Abbott, the Virginia ace, went in the first game and had 10 strikeouts. Bednar from Mississippi State kind of showed him up a little bit in a different game with 15 strikeouts. Mississippi State does have the best closer in all of college baseball. I believe uh, he struck out like 85 of the 158 batters he faced in the regular season. So Mississippi State and Chris Lamonis, former Indiana coach now at Mississippi State. They've got a loaded staff, so I do lean that spot, but I think it's the right number right now. All right. Randy McKay joins us in studio. Follow him on Twitter at RR39 and uh, Rough Rider, your uh, contest name. Looks like you just came from a visit from John the Barber. No, I didn't go see John. Okay. I didn't get any of his hockey opinions either. <laughs> well, let's get your... Speaking of College World Series, I actually uh, practiced on Old Rosenblatt Stadium uh-huh. back in the day when we took our summer trip. I played at Thief River Falls in a community college, and our spring trip was down to uh, Omaha. One of my favorite quotes from Randy McKay, West was we were playing golf last year, and uh, I think Lake Havasu, and he said, you know, I averaged 10 rebounds a game in high school, and I couldn't touch the rim. <laughs> <laughs> he used that wide body. He's built like a bull. It's all, it's all about angles. It's all about the geometry. He was not man. a high flyer, but he yeah. was uh, strong underneath the basket. All right, let's talk hockey. Uh, Randy, and um, what about tonight's Canadians-Vegas Golden Knights game? You walked in here looking like you're going to tout the Canadians tonight. Do you have a series bet on Montreal? And what was your takeaway from game four? Wes was talking about the stat 
Uh, what was it again, Wes? 17-0? Yeah, it was 17-0 for high danger chances, uh, which is a hockey In favor of Montreal. Story. Yeah, Vegas Golden Knights didn't have any high danger chances in the five-on-five. Five. They got two in overtime. The one that Wah put in the back of the net, obviously, for the game winner. But VGK, if you look at the numbers, and I was talking about that in terms of the analytics guys, and I know, and I'll let you explain why, Randy. You said, look, the line value is all on Montreal, and I think those guys, the numbers guys, absolutely agree with you because Montreal, I thought, outplayed the Vegas Golden Knights in game four. Yeah, both games are kind of opposite. Uh, Golden Knights dominated game three and lost because of the flurry blunder. And then uh, game four, the Montreal dominated, and uh, the big walrus played a good game, stood and did well in net, and uh, both games were opposite. And uh, as far as tonight, uh, you know, even though I'm wearing a Vegas shirt, uh, I think all the value tonight's on Montreal. I mean, I'm going to I'm gonna wait and probably get a good, really good price on the plus one and a half. I have taken some of that 135, and I'm going to also take uh, the straight up 210 or better. I mean, I think that keeps going up too, probably. And there's question marks. You know, we're still waiting on uh, St- uh, Chandler Stevenson if he's going to play. Yeah, they said he was going to be a game time decision tonight. And then also, who's in net tonight? Either or is he going to go back to Flurry, or is the big Walrus going to be in net? Robin Leonard was uh, really good, actually, in Game Four for the Golden Knights. What did you make of the strategy by uh, Vegas coach Pete DeBoer to go with uh, Robin Leonard instead of Mark Andre Flurry? Well, he knows his team better mm-hmm. than any of us do. So uh, I mean, so that was his decision. That's his insurance card, and uh, Montreal kind of took a weird a- uh, approach to beating Leonard. They went straight at him. Or Leonard's not the quickest in net. Maybe side-to-side action is better to score on him. They tried the direct approach, and, and the big guy stood tall in that and, and uh, won the game for him. You know, one thing I will say, too, because we're out here in Las Vegas all the time, so we get kind of that local media bubble and that fan bubble, I guess, if you will, and they're like, Marc-Andre Fleury is the greatest goaltender ever. Maybe even some of the broadcasters on the local Vegas Golden Knights broadcast kind of get over the board with that as well. But he really has been okay since that Minnesota series, that's middle of that Minnesota series. He's made some really good saves, but I don't think he's exactly been dominant if you really look at the numbers. So the Boer is like, hey, I've got to get something out of Robin Leonard, and I think maybe that's going to work in their favor long-term at least because at least you know Robin Leonard can win you a game because the one chance he got was against Colorado when he was basically the sacrificial lamb after game seven against Minnesota. Yeah, and so far in the series, of course, Price has been the better goalie, and mm-hmm. so far in the playoffs, Price and uh, the big Russian wall, Vaskaleski are the two best goalies going on right now. Alright, so you look at tonight's uh, line at the South Point, Vegas minus 250, uh, Montreal plus 210, the best price if you like the Canadians in the Vegas market right now is uh, Westgate Superbook has plus 215, Total is five, shaded over, minus 135. You said you played the Canadians plus one and a half goals at minus 135. Uh, You said you're also going to play a little bit on the Canadians outright to win it. What about the total? Uh, I would lean uh, taking the plus with the under again. Uh, I think at worst maybe it gets to the 3-2 situation, so I might even look to uh, parlay. Um, if you parlay Vegas, I checked it earlier before I came in. If you parlay Vegas, or not Vegas, but Montreal to the under, it's over five. It's about plus 550 if you do that, and that really be a good return. I mean, it could be a, 
a spot where you could hit everything tonight if uh, Vegas doesn't come out with a big game. And what do you set on the puck line? I kind of like to do that, especially when you have a low total in the playoffs, and especially when it's getting bet to the under. It's kind of basically right near where it opened, depending on your store here. But that one and a half goals when you have a total of five, I think does have some pretty good value. Yeah, there's not always value on the puck line, but definitely there's value tonight. Uh, when uh, the public comes in and bets that down or the odds makers set it low, there's, uh, there's value there tonight. Do you have a series bet on this? Did you make anything, uh, say, pre-flop? I do. I got a good one. I, uh, after Montreal was down 2-1, to one, all the other markets had about 650. I was able to find a plus 725 on them. So uh, I got a nice one. That puts one our 4-1 to one shame <laughs> so, there, Matt, before pre-flop here. That's why he's a professional gambler. Absolutely. Hockey handicapper Randy McKay almost always gets the best number. Yeah, Let's talk crazy. about Tampa Bay wins 8 nothing <laughs> last night. Go up 3-2 in the series over the Islanders who go back to New York as dogs in game six. Total is a five or five and a half, depending where you look. Mostly five over minus one thirty. What do you expect to see in Game Six between Tampa Bay and New York? Uh, this is a, the old. Every sport has this. A classic fear creates value spot. Mm-hmm. You know, you look at the Islanders uh, two games ago when they're at home, they're only getting plus one twenty at probably at best. Now they're getting plus one forty five. What has really changed? Yeah, they lost eight to zero. They played probably their worst game in the playoffs. I think they come back strong here. You know, the Lightning are strong, and it's tough to beat the uh, Vasilevsky, like I've said before. But I think there's definitely value here on the plus 145. Um, there was something I was watching about uh, their best player, Barzell. He was maybe going to get suspended, but I seen it just came up. He's uh, only getting a $5,000 fine for his cross check, which mm-hmm. uh, us old-time hockey guys, uh, some of this – yeah. Suspension and all this other crap. I mean, there never used to be any of this, and it's getting a little out of hand, in my opinion. So, what would be a target price for you? Do you think 145 is good enough on the Islanders? I was kind of saying, I wonder if I'm going to get 150, but it looks like the Isles, like you said, fear creates value. Looks like the the early betters at least think that there's enough value. They're coming in on New York here. Yeah, in this kind of spot, I like to lock in the first big price I okay. see, and then if it gets better, I'll, uh, I'll of course, add to it and uh, make it a little bigger bet sometimes. Uh, that's the way I play it. I play the same a lot of times in football. A team gets blown out on Monday night, and next, next week they're getting seven when they should only be getting three or four, and I'll jump on those too. I mean, it's, it's, it's ran really well for me lifetime, and uh, I'm going to keep continuing to bet that way. It's Randy McKay in his Golden Knights shirt, but he says bet the Canadians tonight. Do you have tickets to the game? I do not have no. tickets yet. Uh, I'm looking if anybody uh, <laughs> has some uh, cheap ones out there. We'd all like to go probably, and uh, I might look to go to Game 7 if, if it gets back here. I'll be around this weekend, so uh, I'll definitely try to look to maybe go Game 7. Randy, are you going to be walking the red carpet for the Resorts World opening that is coming up here this week in Las Vegas? Well, I don't know if somebody like me ever walks a red carpet, but uh, <laughs> I am going. You're a high roller, man. You should be. <laughs> I am going to the opening. Uh, yeah, it should be a neat place. You know, it's where the old Stardust used to be, and uh, they've been working on this place for over 10 years at least. And uh, hopefully it brings some vibe down to the north end of the Strip there and 
Go check it out. And I love the old Stardust Sportsbook yes. when I first came to town. Every weekend, Stardust Sportsbook on Friday night, Sunday night. Uh, I used to listen to that radio Stardust show, the Stardust Line, line with our old buddy Dave Koch, and I uh, used oh, to host yeah. that show, and that's what kind of got me into, maybe I could move out here to Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. I would listen to that show on Sunday night with him and John Kelly and Ron Frazier, the boxing trainer, and they would always have their picks, and Dave would do very well on those college openers. A lot of people I, follow Dave Koch's college football picks. On I used show. to have to drive up to the mountain in Laughlin or Bullhead City and listen to that because <laughs> mm-hmm. otherwise you couldn't catch it down mm-hmm. in Laughlin because the radio feed was so bad so I'd drive up there just to listen to the show. Uh, that was a great uh, sports book and uh, love that Stardust Line radio show. Miss that property but Resorts World opens this week. You associate with sharp guys like Anthony Curtis. I know you're going to be in there scouting the place out Thursday. Yeah, I'm sure I'll see some uh, familiar faces on this and uh, you know, sometimes these uh, casinos have some good stuff when they first open up, and uh, hopefully they have something good here this time as well. That's Randy McKay. Randy, thanks for stopping in. Let's thanks go watch the hockey game tonight. Back hour number two with Johnny Avello of DraftKings. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 